Hello and welcome to the Alien Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. My name is John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we'll be looking at Minute 21. It begins with uh, Lambert responding unenthusiastically to going out with the team. And it ends with the uh, team stepping out of the ship and onto an elevator. Yeah, and today we have a new guest for the new week. Uh, we have Tom Taylor from the Indiana Jones Minute podcast. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We always start by asking if you remember the first time you saw Alien and where and what was your reaction to it? You know what's really interesting? I do not remember the first time I saw Alien. I know that it wasn't in the theater, which probably, you know, explains why I don't remember seeing it for the first time. Like, it just probably appeared somewhere on video or HBO or something. Um, but I remember being aware of it when it was out and being creeped out by it. <laughs> I was, you know, I was probably, it came out in 70, 79. Yeah. Yeah, so I was about eight years old, so I probably, my parents were probably not dragging me out to see Alien, but uh, they should have. <laughs> I remember when The Exorcist came out, and I had that same thing. I was too young to see it, and down deep, I was really happy about that because it was constantly just scaring me. I'd hear tubular bells, or I'd see trailers for it, and yeah, it was a, a welcome relief to be rated R, and I, I knew I didn't have to go see it. Yeah, but what was interesting is my friend had a... I guess they still marketed the movie towards kids a little bit because he had an alien, uh, it wasn't really an action figure, it was more of a doll. It was like a large size thing. Yeah. And it. Uh, and so we would play with that and I'd be like, oh, this is a crazy movie out there that I don't really know about, but this toy is really cool and you, it's got like a trigger in the back of its head so like a mouth comes out of his mouth and it's, well, what's this all about? Oh my God. Right, there's the, you can go on YouTube and find the Kenner, it's a Kenner toy and there's a oh, wow. commercial for it where these kids are running around the house making it talk. <laughs> And it, the commercial ends with the alien saying, alien wins again. And that's the, like, it, like <laughs> as they make the mouth move, wordy. They made a gun words. that you could shoot at it as well. Oh, did they? Oh, my gosh. They didn't show the uh, scene later of the kids just awake all night staring at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. the no, they clearly had a little bit more sanitized view of this alien story <laughs> than was the reality. All right. Well, we ready to get into this minute? Sure. Yeah, why don't you why don't you start out, Tom? Um, I mean, it starts with with Lambert not particularly happy about going out on this mission, which doesn't seem typical of most space movies up to that point. She's not she's not ready Eddie to go out there. Yeah, right. There's very little sense of hooray, we get to go into another planet. Like <laughs> we get to explore another planet. And the note I have about Veronica Cartwright is that she is the voice of Oh No in this movie. Like, everyone else is very by the numbers, and they're doing their job, and everything. Oh, that's weird. We got this weird distress call or something? Okay, but she seems like, ah, Jesus is a bad idea <laughs> from the very beginning. That seems to be her constant uh, her constant mode. Is, You'd oh, think no, somebody else go on the ship would rather go instead of her, but they, they force her to go. Yeah, right. She's clearly trying to mind her own business, smoking her cigarette off to the side, and like, oh, there's Lambert. Let's bring her along. <laughs> well, She's like, hooray. Tom, I have this theory that she, that uh, Lambert's character, this is all her worst nightmare coming to life. Like when she took this job, going on the Nostrobo and going out on this mining expedition, in the back of her mind, she had this as her worst case scenario. Yeah. So when it all starts happening, you can see here she has this attitude of inevitability. Like as they're discussing the 
uh, well, the planet. And she knows they're talking about going out there. And when he says, and Lambert, you too, she's like, yeah, I know. I knew that was coming. So <laughs> here we go again. Fucking yes. great. <laughs> so she is, <laughs> you're right. She's exactly, we talk, we've talked about that in earlier minutes. She's exactly, she's the oh no voice. She's yeah. the audience surrogate. We're yep. we're in the audience going, yeah, oh no, right? Why isn't anybody else going, oh no? So Why is everybody cool with us? this? So yeah. what? It, so as enthusiastic as she is, unenthusiastic is Ash, who is getting himself all dressed and ready to yeah. look out the window at everybody. Yeah, <laughs> the, this is one of the and, and Tom, when you we talked about doing minutes, you specifically asked for meaty Ash scenes. You said, yeah. I don't care what they are. I just want Ian Holm, like some good scenes with Ian Holm. And this is one of my favorite ones because it's so baffling to me. Like, what is it, he doing? What do you, what do you, Tom, do you have a theory about what he's doing prepping I himself don't. for this? And you kind of have to look at it from like, you know, you have to look at it as somebody seeing the movie for the first time who's like, okay, Ash, he's a dude on the ship. And then what you know about Ash from later, I mean, I assume we're, I assume everybody listening to this is. Yes. Seen alien. Yes. What's going You're very on. much okay. assuming that. So, okay. You can look at this as, oh, he's a weirdo android. And I don't know. He's got some thing. He's got to work out of his joints or something. Like, I don't know. Or he's just a weird guy. He's like, you know, he could be the, uh, he seems to be like the sort of most scientific guy on the ship. So maybe this is just a quirk of some super genius guy or something. Like, no one's looking. He's alone in the room. No one's watching him. He's just going to do something weird for a second. But, yeah, it is, this movie is filled with, like, little notes like this, like little character notes that are um, baffling, but you don't mind that they're baffling. They're all kind of part of the, the flavor of the movie in a way. Yeah. And uh, I keep thinking, you know, my son's nine, and he certainly hasn't seen Alien yet, but... He, whenever we watch a movie together, he's always asking questions constantly. Why did that guy do that? Why is why is he mad? Why why, why did they throw the thing? And this movie is filled with things. As I watch even just these minutes, I'm like, how would I? I don't know how I would explain this to my son. <laughs> why did that guy jog for ten seconds? That's weird. He's in a spaceship. Well, we, I'm gonna go sit in a chair. <laughs> Mitch and I have discussed this a little bit. And we you can jump even as far ahead as to assume everyone's seen Aliens and maybe Bishop mm-hmm. in Aliens gives a little explanation for this that. Uh, that model was twitchy, uh, I believe is his exact words, right. but the model that Ash is. So it, going that far ahead, you can look back and see it that way. Or I like your reading that maybe it's just an idiosyncratic behavior of a genius. You know, that's what, how you could yeah. take it if you didn't know. But Mitch, what do or you make of Life on a starship or a starship, <laughs> life on a spaceship, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, you don't have a lot of room to move around and stuff. So maybe right. it's just like uh, for like, Five seconds, I'm going to move as much as I can just to keep my blood going. Yeah. And that's what I thought when I saw it the first time. I mean, I thought, well, he's one more thing. It exhibits his humanity. And I think that's what these five minutes do is they work really hard to humanize Ash. Right. He might be enigmatic, but he's definitely human. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit later on uh, – during this you know, planetary walk where he's in his blister there that we see uh, a little bit more of this human behavior, but we'll get to that in a later minute. <laughs> um, back to the scene where uh, they're assembling the away team here. Uh, there's one last line that Dallas gives um, before we cut away to Ash, and that's, uh, he says, break out the weapons, and then we cut away. Uh, I think mm. this is a very interesting line 
considering I don't think you ever see a weapon in this movie that isn't, well, a traditional weapon at least. You don't see a gun or any other uh, weapons as far as I can remember. So you see tools, flamethrowers and uh, um, that cattle prod that you'll see later. But I think it's interesting. We'll probably end up talking about it more as the minutes go on. But I think it plants a little bit of a seed of the futility of their situation where they think that they're well armed and defended and it's not going to do them any good at all. But uh, I just wanted to talk about that for a second. Anything you make of that, Tom? No, I hadn't thought of that before. That that's that is a really good point. They and do we even do we see them carrying any weapon like things on their little away mission? No, it's like gotta a, be connected to the suit if it's there, but I don't see any pistols hanging off anybody's hips or anything. Yeah. Right. And it was it's a line that, you know, it didn't have to be there. It could have even been eighty yard in later. It's off <laughs> screen and we don't even know. Um where it came from exactly so there's a point to it there's a reason it's there so i think it's it'll be interesting to explore as we go along um whether it's there's a sort of callback to it but mm-hmm. mitch you got uh well we also get a couple of views of this increasingly hostile environment that they're walking into and i was whining last week about the wind but the wind doesn't stop <laughs> I was born in Dodge City, Kansas, where the wind never stops. And so there's something about this really hostile environment that these guys are walking into that that really sets me on edge. Yeah. Yeah, there's a I think there's a line uh, just before this minute. Uh, well, the sun will be up, you know, in so-and-so hours. Like, is that going to make much of a difference? <laughs> Big deal. It's going to be dust and wind and crazy. I think we could actually – there's – a, minute, a couple of minutes later, we can actually discuss that because okay. when we're deep in the, or when we're out in the planet's surface and it's like, okay, where's the sun? What are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, good. The sun came up. Yeah. Well, anybody have anything else for this minute? Not for me. I just like, uh, just really quickly that they, as those doors are opening uh, to, for them to get on that elevator, um, we don't, I mean, we get a lot of external shots of this planet and stuff, but we don't get any the hostility of the planet is not shown with any, you know, sweeping CGI camera shots of, you know, whirling tornadoes or anything like that. It's just like a door opening and it's just the sound and just the dust and sand and ice, whatever it is blowing around. And, uh, but it's, it's so effective. It's just like, I don't want to go out there. (laughs) That looks insane. Please let me stay in this ship. I think this is the only one of all the alien movies that takes a lot of, time to keep us from seeing things Mm -hmm. you know it's all about obfuscating and and creating these dark corners and these hostile places and the other movies are all about oh look how cool that alien is here he comes you know what i'm saying yeah i'm sure this has come up before and i know i i I, I assume you guys are going to do aliens but uh yeah even, even as a kid when i heard that aliens was coming out and the title was aliens uh i was like Really? <laughs> like, and I like Aliens a lot, but there is always that sense of like, guys, the first movie was so cool because it was like minimal, both in the sense of like just everything <laughs> and in the sense of like there's one alien that you don't even see that much. So I went into Aliens thinking like these guys might have the wrong idea. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, you're right. There's, there's so, much, uh, so much done with so little in this movie. It makes it scary. And the other movies aren't horror movies. This is the only one that really is, I think. That's true. 
All right. Well, that's all I've got. If you guys are ready to move on to minute number 22, uh, we'll just say visit us at alienminute.com or check us out at Alien Minute Pod on Twitter. Tom, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Sure. Uh, you can find the Indiana Jones Minute at uh, indianajonesminute.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play and all those places. And we're having a lot of fun, so come join us. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And tune in tomorrow for minute number 22.